Father, we thank you that as we meet together to share your word, Lord, Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. And so, Father, I'm asking that you would uh, speak through my lips and help me to deliver the message that's on your heart, that I may speak it with with uh, accuracy and boldness and excellence. Father, that uh, we would be here, uh, not just hearers of the word, Father, but we would be doers of your word. I thank you for your anointing on me to, to teach what is on your heart for the people, and we declare every ear is anointed to hear, and every heart is anointed to receive that precious seed of the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we started talking this morning about, uh, we started talking about two people in the New Testament that Jesus said had great faith. And we started looking for clues that we might pick up as how can maybe we come up a little higher in our, in our understanding and operation of faith. And we talked about the centurion in both Matthew, uh, chapter 8 and Luke chapter 7. And the second one we didn't get to this morning was a mother. And, and I want to talk about her tonight, but first there are a few things that I want to make sure, uh, take some time and, and make sure you see the connection and why Jesus was so impressed with this centurion it, that he said he marveled. You know, think about, have, have I ever done anything that made Jesus marvel? I've probably done a lot of things that make him shake his head or roll his eyes, but to, to make him marvel, that's, that's, a, that's a whole different thing. One of the main things that we found out this morning, we talked about the centurion had an understanding of submission and authority. And uh, that's that's very important key to, to having great faith. And he, he knew he could transfer his authority by speaking a word, and it was done. And that's why he, he called on Jesus. Soldiers were under him, and he was also under a higher authority. As this is this is such a key to this. What, what the things that, that you are under and the things that you are over. We're going to talk about that a bit more. And even though this centurion didn't have to, he was willing to submit or to come under Jesus' authority because he recognized that Jesus had an authority that was higher than than anything he had. And uh, so that's that's very key to understanding great faith. Um, let's take a look in the book of James. James chapter 4, and uh, starting with verse 6, it says, But he gives more grace, therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. What's another word for Submit. Come under. Submit or come under. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Notice the order of that also. The submit has to come first before the fleeing happens. So I I really want you to understand this. The enemy does not want you to get a, a revelation of the truth that we're talking about here. He's going to try everything he can to to get you not to think about these things and, and take this idea because if you ever give God the proper place in your life that he's supposed to have and you take your place under him, 
you're unstoppable. You can be in a place of constant victory. But remember, you're in, you're in no position for any kind of victory and, and no position to make the devil leave you alone if you haven't come under God. Submit to God. Um, and that's because Ephesians 4.27 says, give, we're not supposed to give any place to the devil. Give no place to the devil. And then, uh, when Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, uh, look, if you would, at John chapter 14 and verse 30 real quickly. Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, and he said, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. That's, that's powerful. He has nothing in me. In other words, Jesus is saying, I've not yielded to the enemy at all. I am not under him at all. And that, that's just, uh, makes me happy. <laughs> so, how do you submit to God? Because it, it has to be a heart issue. God knows if you're being real with him or not. And that's, you know, some people, you you can fool other people. And uh, I've been fooled a few times, but uh, you can't fool God. That's that's so important to understand. He knows if you're real. And uh, you you need to acknowledge that, that he, there's a creator, but it ain't you. It's not me. It's God. He is above us. Okay? Uh, it, it says in, in Ephesians chapter... 3 and verse 14, the, the Ephesians prayer says, I bow my knee before the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, I, I bow my knee, I come under Him. And then in, uh, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, uh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and, uh, and He will lift you up. But it's, it's under. We're talking about over and under a lot. Uh, this morning and today. Satan hates submission. He was against submission from before the earth was, was formed. He rebelled against God. And, and God had done so much for him. He was the anointed cherub. He was, he was beautiful. He was magnificent. He had amazing gifts and talents. But he, it, it says that iniquity was found in him. And, and he corrupted what God had given him and actually tried to take the place of God. Uh, it didn't, it didn't work out for him, but he still hasn't given up on that. He's still pressing it. Um, you know, he was so good and so persuasive that he, he talked one third of the angels to follow him. Imagine that, that they were in the presence of God and yet he was able to to convince him. He is good at what he does. We need to be good at what we do, and that's it's following God and, and coming under his authority. Uh, but Satan threw that authority off, and the first thing he did, uh, you know, when, when he came to a perfect uh, creation, there was no curse, no death, no evil. We talked about that a little bit this morning. He to influence man to break away from that. He, he tricked him into it, but he, he is so subtle, so smooth. 
and uh, he he talked Adam into coming out from under that covering of God, and and boy, that just opened up a whole new situation for mankind, and that's the reason the world is in the mess we're in right now. Uh, and because of human beings throwing off God's authority, and they refuse to to submit to Him, to come under Him, you know, people's flesh just rise up because they don't want to sub- submit, don't want to be under anybody. You know, they they just their flesh, they're led by their flesh and their emotions, not by the Spirit of God. But if you're not under God, who are you under? You're under someone. You're submitted to someone. That's important to know. Uh, I think of, of watching the news. If you're submitting yourself to too much of the negative news, uh, that, that has an influence in your life. It has an influence in your level of faith. And, and so we need to be very careful with it. We need to submit ourselves to the Word of God. Come under His covering, His protection. Uh, when, when we, move to that, we, we come into submission under God and under His Word, we're actually moving into a, into a place of, of more power, of, of things, get, having authority of things under us, under you. And, uh, that's, that's where the enemy need, needs to be. We, we need to assume our authority. In James chapter 4 and verse 7, and this is talking to you, it says, you, I'm putting in you, you therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay? We read that. In, in, uh, in taking your position under him, you've moved into a position over the enemy. Now, uh, don't miss what I'm gonna say here. Because you're listening to God, the enemy has to listen to you. Okay? And, and if this gets into your understanding and, and, and you're thinking about, it will change your life. About where your position in what's over you and what's under you. Uh, if somebody refuses to listen to God, they're listening to somebody else. And if you yield to that, then you've given the enemy a place over you. Think about that. Um, and by giving him a place over you, that means you have come under him. Remember what, what you come under comes over you. Uh, and then, you know, something comes up and you've made that submission to the wrong source. You try to resist the enemy. You try to resist Satan. And he knows he doesn't have to listen to you because you've been listening to him. That's, that's, that's key. Instead of being Against submission, as a lot of people are, they just don't like that word submission. Uh, we need to love submission. Submission puts us in a place of protection and power and protection under God and power over the enemy. Uh, Jesus didn't marvel at the faith of, faith of the centurion over nothing. There's a reason he said it was the greatest faith he had ever seen because of the centurion's understanding of authority. He said the centurion's attitude was speak the word only. Just say the word and it will be done. And uh, the, the centurion knew about authority. He says, uh, 
you know, I, I know how to make the people come under my authority. And you, we need to make the enemy come under us, take his position. We need to be in our position over the enemy. Um, so the centurion is, is the first example we looked at of someone Jesus noticed had great faith. And the other example we want to get into the, for the rest of the time now is a mother. Now, we find out about her in Mark chapter 7 and Matthew, chip, uh, Matthew 15. And we want to again take a look and see what it was about this mother that made her one of only two people in the whole New Testament of all the people that Jesus dealt with. These are the only two that he said had great faith. And, uh, you know, we want to look for more clues to see maybe we can, we can come up in our level of faith. Now, this woman got a miracle by the power of God. And uh, if this woman and the centurion received miracles, we need to find out what it was they did so we can do the same thing. God is no respecter of persons. And uh, so let's start by going to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, and we'll start with verse 24. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it. Good luck with that, Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm sure people were, were getting their cell phones out and they were tweeting all over the place that Jesus is here. Can, okay, that was, I wasn't serious about that. You can, but they were, when he, he drew a crowd wherever he went. He wanted nobody to know it, but he could not be hidden. Um, and then verse 25, for a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him and she came and fell at his feet. Now the woman, verse 26, the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking. Notice she kept asking. This just wasn't a, a one-time deal. She kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Wow. Is Jesus calling this woman a dog? Hmm. What Jesus is saying is this is not for you. Uh, one of the most interesting things about the centurion and this, this Canaanite woman, this Syrophoenician woman, is that the, neither one were Jews. They were not Jewish. They had no covenant. They had no covenant rights to be asking for these things. But the good news for us is, if we're born again, then we can get the bread, the bread of healing from Jesus. We don't have to settle for the crumbs. And, uh, in fact, that's what she said in verse 28. She answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. One of the things that we see in both the centurion and this mother is humility. You know, she, you're not thinking that somebody owes them th- something for all the good they've done or the position that they hold. Uh, she said, Yes, Lord. She called him Lord. A lot of people would have got mad and, and stormed off and, and maybe told them off a little bit. You know, who you think you are? Who you calling a dog? And uh, and missed the blessing that they were there for. Uh, 
um, that she could have said something and, and left, but she wouldn't get what she get her daughter's healing. You know, and I think about what if it was me? What if what if I had received an insult like that? Somebody called me something that, you know, we we work with Romas in in Hungary and Romania, and uh, Roma is the politically correct. Most people know them as gypsies, and and some of them don't like to be called gypsies, and uh, you know, but it, but they, it, it's just like like here the. Uh, the the little dogs you know they don't like to be I wouldn't want to be called a dog and they don't like to be called gypsies so um, but she said yes even the the uh, little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs and the thing the thing we need to remember here is that this little girl was healed just from crumbs we we as born again we we can have the whole loaf we don't get we don't get the crumbs we get the bread um and he's telling her that healing is the children's bread he's saying it's it's not she's not one of the the children she doesn't deserve this but she was persistent now the bible has two different words for dogs one is a, a wild dog and another one is like a little house dog We'll, we'll talk more about this later. And this is talking about the little dogs that might be under the table that would eat the scraps. We had a, a little dog in, in Hungary. It was a, became, I used to make fun of people who got so attached to their pets till I became one of those people that, uh, uh, old Sheppy, he was a good little dog. We, we still talk about Sheppy after all these years. Um, and she said, uh, you know, so I'll paraphrase. She said, yes, Lord. Even the little dogs get the crumbs, and you don't owe me anything. I don't need a whole slice of bread, just just some crumbs like the dogs would get. And the dogs get crumbs. And look what Jesus said in verse 29. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And verse 30, And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. She gave the right answer. Now, let's go to Mark or to Matthew chapter 15, because again, we're like we did with the centurion. We need to look at both the accounts of this and get the best picture that we can of what's going on here. This this is about a, a mother's faith, and again, one of the two that Jesus said had great faith. So, if you go to Matthew chapter 15, we'll start in verse 21, and you'll notice some differences here. Uh, Jesus went out from there and, and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely, severely demon-possessed. Now, this is important because both Matthew and Mark made a point of emphasizing where this woman was from. And she's a Canaanite woman. Mark called her a, a Greek or a Syrophoenician. So we know she was not a Jew. No covenant. Verse 23, But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came urging him, saying, Send her away. She cries after Jesus. She's bugging us. Get, get her out of here. 
And he didn't respond to her at all. He heard her, but he never said a word. But, you know, didn't even say, well, I'm busy. Wait a minute. You know, come back later or go away. Didn't say anything. Now, think about this. Jesus said nothing. And, uh, you know, people read this and they think, well, Jesus is really mean and disrespectful here. Uh, we need to make sure that, that when we see what Jesus does, he knows what he's doing. And if there's ever a question, always be on the side of the Lord. You know, I know people, uh, whether whether it's in wartime or political situations, people like to think that God is on their side. But what we need to think is make sure we're on God's side. Because that's uh, that's the only way we're going to get anything accomplished is us being because God's not going to change just because we think of one one candidate might be more uh, be, better than more better boy that's good English better than another okay so um, so Jesus Jesus was right Jesus said that now I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you now that I really had not seen before in all the times that I've read this and and heard it taught and even taught it myself before uh, a few years ago I heard something that uh, that really opened my eyes to a whole different uh, way to look at this situation here and and it's uh, because what we see here uh, she uses a term when she approaches them that she would have no understanding of because she was a Canaanite and she calls him son of David. Now, you know, son of David is a very important term. Uh, the Messiah is coming out of the line of David, and Jesus is the Messiah. He is the son of David. But why is she using this term? Because she she had no, she had to have heard it used another another way, another time. Uh, maybe the, the blind men that said, called out, uh, Son of David, have mercy on us. And they got healed. So she hears, oh, I bet that's the key. Call him Son of David and you get what you're asking for. And, uh, but that, that doesn't always work right either. You, you don't get results by using phrases that you borrow that seem to work for other people. You know, think about, uh, in Acts chapter 19, we read about the seven sons of Sceva. Siva, Skiva, however you might say it. But remember, they, they were attempting to cast the demon out of, out of someone. And they said, you know, we, we, we adjure, we cast you out because, according to the Jesus that Paul teaches. And the demon says, well, Jesus I know and, and Paul I know. Who are you? And commenced to beat him up and send him out naked. So, you know, you can't just borrow things that, that might sound good or you think work for somebody else, it needs to be, it, it's a hard issue. Uh, but she's not the daughter of Abraham. She's a Canaanite, and she would have no idea what that phrase, son of David, would would mean. Uh, you can't get a response from God pretending you know something. You, like I said before, you can you can fool people, but, but you're not going to fool God. Uh, you know, see, some people think they they learn something that's uh, the correct religious phrases and and 
approach God, but he does not hear vanity, and, and he didn't even answer her at that point. And his disciples are saying, send her, send her away. She's crying out to us. We, we're done with her. And here's another part of great faith, another clue. Faith doesn't quit. She did not quit. She wasn't going to go away till she got what she went there for. Now, you've got to have great faith to, to know, because it's not even for you. Same with the centurion. It wasn't for him. It was for his servant. And this is for her daughter. And, and her faith is so great that she's, she heard about Jesus. She's heard even some things that people have, have spoken about Jesus. And she's going after the, the healing for her daughter. Uh, and, and when she heard these things, a lot of people would have gotten offended and leave. Uh, and the disciples are saying to Jesus, send her away. And, uh, she could have just gotten upset and, and gone away and not, not gotten anything. But a huge key to having great faith is humility. It was for the centurion and it was for this woman and it is for you and I. Not yielding to pride when she was told to go away and, and was insulted, called a dog. Verse 24 says, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's letting her know he knows who she is and where she's from. She's a Canaanite. And, you know, we we see the word dogs again in a couple of verses, but we need to understand that Jesus isn't exaggerating when he's calling her a dog because the Canaanites lived like dogs. They were... They were uh, you know, dogs don't have a a strict moral code that they live by. Now, maybe your little dog in your house is perfect, but I I grew up in the country where where dogs a lot of them just roamed free and they they did what they wanted to do and it was not godly. <laughs> so, uh, and that's that's the way the Canaanites were. In fact, in Leviticus chapter 18, um, God is telling us why. They're, uh, why they're taking land away from the Canaanites. In Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 3, it says, According to the doings of the land of Egypt, where you dwell, you shall not do, and according to the doings of the land of Canaan. Then it goes on to list some of the things, some of the vile things that they did for the next few verses. Uh, I won't go into that, but uh, go down to verse 24. It says, do not defile yourself with any of these things, for by all these the nations are defiled, which I am casting out before you. For the land is defiled, therefore I visit the punishment of the iniquity upon it, and the land vomits out its inhabitants. Well, even, even the very land of the Canaanites was, was uh, rebelling against them, throwing them up, because they were so vile, and they, they had the incest and bestiality and, and uh, child uh, sacrifice and, and just awful things. No morals. They did live like dogs. And that's how this woman grew up. She, she, that's the culture that she was part of, that she knew. And she's outside of the covenant of God. And, and today, if you're outside of the covenant of God, you have no protection either. The protection is under that covenant. There it is under again. So she's not there because she wants God. 
She doesn't want to become a Jew. She wants this for her daughter. You know, and, and you can see that today. A lot of people don't want God. They want what God can do for them. And, you know, and if you're desperate, they'll, they'll try to use the right words, the right prayer, the right, whatever they've heard others, uh, things work for other people. But it, it just doesn't work until you go through the same things, the same, uh, the same humility and the same submission that the centurion and this woman eventually goes through. Um, you know, people don't want to get any closer to God than until they get what they, they want. A lot of people have the attitude, they, I want to know, how much can I sin and still go to heaven? You know, that's, that's not, not going to work very well for you in the kingdom of God. And it's a problem. If you want what, uh, if you want what He can do, but you don't want Him. And you see that so much in, in the world today. And Jesus knew this about this woman. That's why He, He didn't even answer her for a long time. Because she's not serious at first. She's just trying things. She wants to, to, uh, impress Him with what she knows about Son of David. She wants a miracle for her daughter and then really wants to go on with her life and like nothing had ever happened. And people are like that today. Now here's another thing. How did her daughter get an evil spirit? You know, she just, she wasn't just coming home from school one day and it jumped out of a bush and attacked her. No, she was in a, in an environment where this Canaanite living, these people who live like dogs were, were around these evil spirits, inviting these evil spirits. And, uh, it, it happened that she participated in that and she, she was overcome by this evil spirit. And uh, this this whole place was probably... A, uh, her home wasn't the best place for her to, to be at that time. So let's keep going in Matthew chapter 15. Jesus told her, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, look at the change in her attitude from this point on. If she was pretending before... That's she's done with that now. It's not the son of David anymore. She bows before Jesus and said, Lord, help me. Calls him Lord. And Jesus wants you healed. He wants you delivered. But there's something he wants more than that. He wants your heart. And that's that's so important. He wants he wants to give you his protection, but you have the choice to come under that protection. He wants you to, born, to be born again and be right with Him. And He knows you need things, but He wants you to draw near to Him. Um, and when we do that, we need to come boldly, but humbly. There's that humility factor again. We need to be willing to be taught. Uh, sometimes people are just unteachable. and And it's... You try and try and try and they just, they, they are so taken in by, by the world system, they, they can't release it. And it's so sad when they, they submit to that. Uh, sometimes, you know, you just need to talk to him, first of all, about how you got in the mess you're in in the first place, because he's the one that will, will get you out, but you also need to see that it doesn't happen again. 
Don't just get go to Him to, to get free. Go to Him to get Him. Verse 26, But He answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the Master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Think of that. Think of that. Knowing who she is, her background, but when she humbles herself and, and gets real with God, then Jesus can, can bless her, give her what she came there for. And it says, uh, and her daughter was healed that very hour. Now, if you could get If, if this woman and the centurion can get what they needed from the positions they were in, neither one of them covenant people, we as born-again people, if we are submitted to God, if we come under the, the lordship of Jesus and, and uh, put him over us, we're under him, and then the enemy can be under under us. Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. But that people miss that people always talking about resisting and him fleeing. But he's not fleeing if you're not resi- if you're not submitted. It's the the way up with God is down under Him. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for that uh, the the centurion and and that mother, that Syrophoenician woman, Lord, that humbled themselves, they presented themselves, they got real with you, and Father, they they uh, got what they were after. They got what they needed. Father, help us to recognize what we come under comes over us, that we will be in the right place at the right time as long as we are submitted to your lordship, to your covering, and the enemy will be under our feet at all times. In Jesus' name. Amen.